Ball around the world, ball around the world. What's up, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Matt Marshall. Welcome to Ball Around the World live podcast, talking about the world of footy. Uh, We're here. It's Wednesday, November 8th. Usually I do this on Tuesdays, so sorry for anybody who was looking out for me yesterday. I got to figure out a good way to communicate outside of the socials to, to tell my supporters listeners followers uh when we're doing this but yeah we out here <clears throat> it's uh it's been a good week at champions league um not a lot going on that i want to talk about i uh, just want to talk about a little bit of champions league and, and honestly topic of the day is uh is var honestly um that's what i want to be talking about i'm trying to tap in uh with my people on socials so anybody here let me know if you're here. Appreciate all the love on these social media reaction videos. I go live on game days and uh, and then post reactions later. What's up, Felipe Martinez? What's up? Appreciate you being in here, brother. Um, anybody else? What's up? Ashley, our favorite. Ashley, what's happening? Um, yeah. Yeah, I go, I go live when I do this, but the next time I'm going to go live for a game so you guys can come watch with me and react with me is uh, is Sunday. Sunday, 8.30 Pacific time, we got Chelsea versus Man City. That game, as you can see in the, uh, the, the stuff I've posted, an ugly game. I got nothing to talk about with it other than, you know, at least we got the dub. That's all, that's all I care about, really. Um, but it's very, it, it looked very ugly that Tottenham, uh, that Tottenham win, but you know, we'll take it. Artie, Artie Cayugan. What's up, brother? I appreciate you hopping on the live It's eat, pray ball. Um, so today I'm, 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 it's gonna, I'm gonna make it short. Uh, I just want to talk a little bit about, um, VAR. I even want to like look up some of the rule sets because I really think of all the, the good soccer that's happened this, uh, this week, um, especially in the Champions League. Uh, the, the biggest star of the show is, was VAR so far, right? So um, I don't know what <laughs> – I don't know wh- – I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to get some thoughts. That's why, that's why I'm waiting for more people to get in the chat um, and come holla at me. Because I'm really trying to figure out what people feel about VAR. You know, what, what's, what's the thoughts? Um, for me, it is, uh, it, it's, it's obviously here to stay, but it's, and I don't even know if I want to say it needs to be reformed. It's just like in my, in my heart of hearts, I'm like, this has got to go. Like if I think about watching games back in the day, and it wasn't that long ago, like when was VAR instated, let's say, in the Champions League. Had to be like four years ago. 2019, 2020, right? So, right, just before the pandemic year, just before the the Neymar in the final against Bayern year, um, they they instituted it. Um, Actually, no, 2018, 2019, so so a year before that. Um, They they instated VAR. I was looking up VAR um, rule sets, and it's it's very difficult to like track down it's always kind of a moving target it's kind of like the it's like legal proceedings honestly you know everything is just like oh, you know 
if if this were to be true, then you need to convince me of this and this were. But you know, one of the principal rules of of VAR, I can say for sure, is that, um, and and will always be, is that the referee on the on the field has the final decision, right? So if that's the case, then sometimes we just need to put the the game back in 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 the refs' hands, man. Like honestly, it just it just seems a little bit ridiculous that and and it's and it's more so for the inconsistency right like var var goal line technology when that was introduced amazing you know you see all all of the goals that kind of might be missed uh if if something's offsides or if the ball didn't go over the line not offsides if the ball goes over the line for the goal line that's fine i love goal line technology that they they use eagle eye the same thing they use in tennis to see the flight of the ball the path and whether or not it goes over the line that makes sense this other stuff, VAR, which which kind of really deals with um, fouls on the field or any egregious uh, actions or any um, uh, offside, which it seems to be the biggest issue in, in soccer now. I just don't understand what this helps because the point of VAR is to be so pinpoint accurate that nobody has a complaint. But because VAR is so inconsistent and inaccurate, Everybody has a complaint. You have more complaints now in the world of football than in the world of soccer than um, than before. You know, every you know, like before, to a certain extent, players just had to trust what the referee's decision on the field was. You know, you have two linesmen on either side of the uh, field for a reason. Each linesman gets a half, and they very carefully watch the line. They watch the second to the last man, and if any player is ahead of the second to the last man, it's it's offsides. That's that's fine. So yeah, you know, um, there have been some blown calls back in the day, some probably ugly decisions. But I will sacrifice an ugly decision any day to not have like one or two ugly decisions a month, a game, whatever, to not have this kind of two minute waiting period where you're really just the game, the rhythm has stopped. And you're really just trying to figure out what's going on. I think, you know, it was funny. I was talking to a friend and they told me, like, uh, it's tough for them to watch. This is like a, a, a soccer fan, super soccer fan. And they told me why it's tough for them to watch American football is because they feel like it has no rhythm. Um, you know, the plays stop every 30 seconds, whatever. And I thought that was interesting because as a as a soccer fan you're right like the game has rhythm and 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 as the game flows the the rhythm is important to the game and and the upset setting of the rhythm like coaches will coach against uh rhythm just to upset it i feel like that's just very much a jose Mourinho tactic where he's like okay this team gets in rhythm we're gonna do the these xyz to stop the ball stop the play to break up the rhythm and so when you think about that um in the world of soccer and then you have you know the var system and referees coming up and stopping plays and stuff like that it just does it's 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 in it's an unnecessary additive and an unnecessary stoppage in the rhythm of play football it makes sense these are explosive plays american football i'm sorry it makes sense explosive plays they happen once every whatever 10 to 30 seconds um and and there's a lot of timeouts there's a lot of breakages in play because that's that's not what creates the rhythm unless you're in like a hurry up offense, right? Soccer, it's like it flows. And and I think there's like a lot of teams, definitely players uh, that are, are really, um, you know, suffering from 
you know, these these random VAR decisions. So um, I can talk about today. Marcus Rashford is, is the first one on my mind. Marcus Rashford was on offense. And as I was growing up, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, I, I, Armin, you must be uh, you must be a Man, Man United fan. He's saying he was robbed today. I, 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 I can say that I don't know about robbed. I definitely think that Rashford red card was harsh, but Rashford don't play defense. So I'm going to just say that, Man United fans, outside of being robbed because you got your best player, your best attacker sent off, um, y'all were up. You know, y'all were up at, at the end of the game. Y'all needed to just play defense. So uh, that is tough. But um, back to the kind of the VAR decision, if we think about it, Rashford was on sides. I was always taught that in soccer, you can't really foul if you're, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, you can't really foul if you're on offense, right? Like, unless you do just something crazy egregious, you can't, you don't really foul on offense. Um, and I say that to say uh, Rashford was dribbling the ball. He was uh, trying to shield it off of an oncoming defender and stepped in, in his place to, to catch his ground and shield the ball. And he stepped on the ankle. I mean, it was cleats, studs all onto basically the, the shin and then ankle por portion of his leg. And yeah, as, as a, even as an attacker, I think that's a foul, right? That should be a foul. And, and if it's studs and it's a little dangerous, at maximum, it should be a yellow card. To send an attacker off just for getting his ground when he had absolutely no um, no idea and no clear intent uh, to to tackle with his studs like that. That's that's crazy. I get it if you and intent is intent is subjective too. But I will say when I when I mean intent, I mean um, there's there's clearly no you know he's not trying to make a tackle. He's not trying to go and get the ball. He was trying to shield and he and and he would have stepped on a ground. He wasn't trying to even uh, have contact on the other player. So just understanding that and just thinking about that, it's kind of crazy that he got a uh, a red card. Uh, my people tap in with me. Let me know if, if, if y'all agree. Um, we're talking about VAR. And um, I really want to know from y'all, from you, TikTok, from you, Instagram, uh, what do you think about VAR? What do you think about Rashford's challenge uh, this, this uh, uh, today in the Champions League against Copenhagen? Um, I'm comparing that to a challenge Udogi had on Raheem Sterling in the uh, Chelsea Spurs game this weekend where he only received a yellow card. And when I tell you it was a counterattack where Sterling was ahead of the ball and ahead of the player, and the player just had to just go down. He went cleats up, which was dangerous, and he actually got Sterling and, and hit him on his cleat. It was in the middle of the park, and he got a yellow card. It was a second yellow, so it ended up being a red regardless. But I, I just don't understand how that's very different from... Rashford. So I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm taking kind of like a, a very small sample size poll of like who 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 fucks with who fucks with uh, who fucks with VAR? Like, is it possible that VAR can just as swiftly as it was added to the game be taken out? And would anybody miss it? That's what I want to know. And again, when I talk about VAR, I'm talking about just the the offsides and the random stoppages from uh, from the the you know the the visual assistant referees. I'm not talking about goal line technology. I think goal line technology is cool. It's here to stay. It's it's pretty automatic. It's really exact. VAR, on the other hand, isn't. And I, and especially offside lines. 
because the lines that you see these guys draw, it's not like there's a specific piece of technology that then shows, you know, like if there was a camera, I don't, I don't know, kind of like NBA during the, uh, during the, not the lockout, but during COVID, they had a, they actually had a camera that ran the length of the court. Um, if there was a camera like that on the field that actually like ran the length and could catch offside, that would be cool. But again, like, is that necessary? Like, isn't, isn't it kind of a part of the game to just <clears throat> have the ref blow a call or not, right? I mean, again, VAR is already blowing calls, so it's creating a new element in the game. Why is it too hard to just be like, yeah, the refer referee, whoever you have, just like whoever you have on the field as players, it's their interpretation of how the players are playing. And that that is like half of VAR's ruling anyway, because once something happens on the field, it's not like, oh, cleats, cleats up tackle, automatic red card. It's cleats up tackle. Hey, referee on the field, can you come check this? And all I'm saying is I just don't understand the, the unnecessary checks. That's all, that's all I'm talking about. Come football. It's not VAR. It's English VAR. The World Cup 3D VAR is flawless. Look at La Liga. That is something I'm going to look into because you're right. There, there are different forms of technology within. But I'm, I'm, come football, I'm talking specifically about uh, uh, Champions League right now, which is different from the EPL, which is different from La Liga. I, I, I'm trying to figure out what the difference is, really. And, it's, and you have a point. I don't remember VAR having any influence in the World Cup. And again, that was probably the, the best World Cup ever, uh, at least the best World Cup final ever. But I, I mean, between Saudi Arabia not, you know, beating the eventual champions, Argentina, in the very beginning, and all of the different storylines and teams bouncing around in between, it was, it was a great World Cup and not hindered by VAR. So, yeah, uh, I'm curious um, about this. But, yeah, that's an interesting, that's an interesting comment, Come Football. I, I think there are different, I guess, different tiers or, or different uses of the technology in the different leagues. So I wonder, um, you know, which is if, if there's, like, a better one, one to rule them all. I know Alex Ferguson is, is really heavily – in in influencing kind of the UEFA um, VAR and uh, and rules and so on and so forth. Um, so you know, I'd be interested to see what he says. But yeah, so you're saying the technology is there. UCL and EPL don't want to invest. That's interesting. So you think the technology is there? You think it's 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 spot on? If it, if we had that 3D VAR that you're talking about, that I, I guess the World Cup used, which I think it was like the first time that was that technology was used. You think that would be uh, a better um, piece of technology for for the leagues? That's that's interesting. Um, yeah. Anybody else? Any any thoughts on VAR? That's that's really all I'm talking about here. Uh, I saw a, a few different challenges. Again, like I can't. Like the first thing that comes to my mind outside of today and Rashford's challenge is that Chelsea Spurs game where it was just, I mean, basically the whole game was VAR. That was literally the whole game. Obviously, there was a lot of sloppiness. Romero was wiling. That tackle was a red card. I don't think VAR needed to intervene. Um, you know, looking at it on the opposite end and trying to play devil's, devil's advocate to myself, what if that tackle happens again? That tackle happened on Enzo Fernandez. It was uh, Romero coming in. He went cleats up. He got the ball. He did get the ball, but he got a substantial portion of metal studs to Enzo's ankle. And what if the ref just overlooked that? 
would that be worse? Could we get to a situation where that happens and then it's looked at after the game and then some kind of penalty is assessed after the game? I don't know what it would be because that, that would actually kind of be worse, honestly. I don't know. I'm trying to see. Come football, I appreciate you engaging. What are you saying? You're saying as Rashford, as for Rashford, you get he was trying to shield the ball, but he stepped down on a leg above the ankle. And I agree with that, bro. I agree with that. However, it wasn't malicious. He wasn't stepping down to, to, to win the ball or get a tackle. He was Like you said, he was trying to shield it. Is that grounds for a straight red? You know, I, I get it was dangerous, but it wasn't intentionally dangerous versus going studs up. And again, not intentionally trying to hit a player, but if you go studs up for a tackle and you accidentally hit a player, that is inherently dangerous, right? I don't think trying to shield the ball and then, you know, somebody getting their foot in. I'll give you another example because this has happened to me a couple times. Have you ever, like, been on a field and wound up for a shot and suddenly uh, somebody tries to poke, poke the ball away and you end up kicking part of their foot and then the ref calls a foul on you? And you're like, what the fuck? And I, and I think it is a foul probably. I, 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 would, I would agree that it's a foul. But, um, again, not dangerous, not malicious, not worth a card and that's kind of how I feel about Rashford's challenge Udogi exactly two-footed tackle should have been a red facts I think that's like plain and simple you know uh obviously it did it didn't matter because he already was on a yellow and so he got a second yellow but these are these, these are interesting my boy Matthew Maddie from Newcastle you're saying get you in for this chat bro go ahead and type whatever whatever you're feeling I'm, I'm trying to uh trying to see Trying to see what you're saying. I can't, I, I don't know if I can go live with you um, or try or invite me, but Maddie, I'm trying to hear what you have to say about my boy Maddie. I met him in Newcastle. Again, chat, if you haven't, uh, if you haven't seen it, I have a vlog up on my YouTube uh, about my trip to Newcastle. And you know what? Here's a good announcement for you. It's, it's about time. It's been a long wait. I have my Liverpool vlog which was my trip directly after Newcastle. It is dropping as we speak. It is uploading to YouTube. I'm looking at my computer. We are we are at a, we are at eight oh we're at eighty percent. So make sure you subscribe to my YouTube, youtube.com slash eat pray ball and uh, and and let me know what you think. <clears throat> my boy Maddie, he's on uh, he's on TikTok. You're saying get me in, but I don't I don't know I don't know where to get you in. Why don't you uh, just yeah, we we might have to do a call session. I might have to start going live on YouTube because uh, that's I, I love this. I, I want to engage with y'all. I want to talk. But let's see. Let me see if I can just invite add as a moderator. Okay, let's try that. Come football says not dangerous, but when you slow it down and freeze frame it to the contact and ankle bend, it's hard for the rest to say no. Yikes. All right. Um, let's see. Let's see if Maddie, Maddie can get in here. Maddie, you requested on Insta. I'm not seeing it, bro. That's my next thing, brother. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out a little bit more so I can get you guys in so you can kind of come and actually talk to me. Um, I added you as a moderator. But we can figure that out later. But yeah, Maddie, if just just let let me know, 
give me your uh, give me your Twitter fingers, your fastest Twitter fingers, and tell me what you think. Uh, what did you think about VAR, the VAR decisions, the Chelsea Tottenham uh, uh, VAR decisions, and uh, most recently this Rashford one where he got a red card today. My man Dan, how far do you think USA will get in 2026? That's a dope question. Um, how far do I think USA will get? I think, um, I guess I can say, I th I think and hope that we will get past the uh, round of 16. I think we can make it at least into the quarterfinals of the World Cup. There are a lot of great teams out there. I mean, in Europe alone, the, England, France, Portugal, those are the top three in my opinion. Germany's in, in, in kind of a rebuild, reboot, refresh, um, but I think they'll be up there uh, in the next two years. Um, so we got those. Obviously, we got the uh, South Americans. I'm not sure exactly how Brazil will look. They seem to be missing a number nine. I'm not sure if Neymar will be that kind of talisman that he's been for this team for the last you know, three, three World Cups or two World Cups um, and for the last decade or so. Um, I'm just kind of thinking around to the teams. But, I mean, the USA did really well in this past World Cup. Um, I don't think anybody was expecting them to get to the round of 16. And then, quite frankly, for me, I think they got outcoached. I think we got outcoached uh, against Holland. I think we have the talent to beat Holland. I think we're, we're also in the market, you know, trying to figure out our number nine. Ricardo Pepe and uh, Balogun really uh, came in kind of in the into the fold after the World Cup. But they look like, you know, two top uh, players who can really um, push each other to see who can be a starter and who can really uh, to add some goals. So we, we have this young team. I think the average age was somewhere around 24 uh, for the last World Cup, maybe 23. So I think I think we should go farther, and I, and I think it's like an expectation. So I appreciate that question. Um, my boy Matty needs to talk about Chelsea Spurs. Hit the, hit the multi-guest icon, Matty. Uh, while my people on TikTok try to figure out, try to figure out getting my boy Matty on so he can talk his talk. Matty, FaceTime me, bro. Why don't you FaceTime me? You have my number. I got you. Matty, I'm not seeing it, bro. Oh, let's see. Uh-oh. Might we have something here? Uh-oh. Did we unlock yeah. some? My boy. What's up? We're in. Can you hear me? You good? I'm good. How are you? Can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I've got you. Chat, we have unlocked a new call-in level. Maddie, this is the first time I've done this, so this is dope. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on. No, I was I was trying to get I was trying to get on the live, but I'm gonna get you on the live at some we'll, point. We'll need we'll need to work that out soon. We'll definitely work that out. So talk to me, talk to me. What did you think, Matt? Again, chat. Maddie is a Chelsea fan, a fellow blue that I met in Newcastle. First, Maddie, do you want to? Ex actually, I'm not gonna have you explain why you're a blue in, instead of a, a Geordie. A Ge I, I, mean, I can, I can, I can. Go ahead. Let, let, what, what? It's cool. It's cool. It's uh, it's it's thirty four minutes past three in the morning in Newcastle. <laughs> He's up. He's up, ladies and gentlemen. But I work. I work. I work nights. You came to my bar. You like it? It's good. My guy. It is a dope bar. If you're if you guys are ever in Newcastle, yeah, what's, the, what's the name of the bar again? 
Alvinos. Alvinos. That's what it was. It, we were walking around in circles trying yeah, to find Alvinos. Yeah, give, give me a quick uh, – because cause <laughs> I, I got to get off here soon. But give me a quick uh, understanding of why you're a Chelsea fan, the way you explained it to me back in Newcastle. And then let's get into the the, okay. the, the Spurs game a little bit. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I my older brother is three years older than me, is a massive Newcastle fan. Me and him used to fight like hell when we were kids. Of course, like any brothers do. Um, and I decided that I was not going to be a Newcastle fan. Fact. My dad turns to me and says, "You can be, you can be any fucking, sorry, you can be any fan of any Premier League team you want, but just not Sunderland or Man United." I had a <laughs> granddad who was a Liverpool fan, an uncle who was an Arsenal fan, and a cousin who was a Chelsea fan. And Frank Lampard was my favorite player of the at the minute. Super and Frank. I decided to go Chelsea, and I haven't looked back. I'm not mad at you at all for that. Super Frank. I got it. So okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I feel that that sibling rivalry too. I I, I feel you. And by the way, this is my live. You can cuss all you want. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. I was, I so, wasn't sure. So, I was so like, speaking ah. of cussing, but, yeah. what'd you think of the game? What'd you think of the match, Chelsea Spurs? Ah, oh, Chelsea Spurs was <laughs> the most ridiculous game of football I've seen. Most ridiculous. Since it's been a while. It's been mm, a while since I've seen that much of a circus. For yeah, sure. Yeah, I think I think the the most crazy game I've seen was uh, Chelsea against Barcelona in the uh, at the Bridge in two thousand and nine. Oh, oh nine. Okay, I was I was thinking the Ronaldinho toe poke, but oh nine Chelsea. Uh, nah, nah, the the oh nine game. Like, imagine if. Uh oh, I lost you. Like we would have had three penalties. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a hundred percent. Like we win the Champions League that year if we have VAR. Wow. It's ridiculous, but wow. I think to be honest with you, I think that it was a game which is obviously heated, a game which has a lot of rivalry, a lot of emotions, and it showed. I think Chelsea rattled Spurs. Yeah, hundred percent. I think we I think we rattled them. I don't even think we have to do anything. I think that their players who've been there a long time know that it's a big game for them and they never show up. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I like think, that chat Like do you don't you yeah, think yeah. Were, were were you confident going into that game? No, absolutely not. You weren't. I was. I gotta be honest. Like I've never no. there I don't care how good Ange Ball has been this week this year. And how bad we've been. I like going up against Spurs, I just didn't have too much of a doubt. Not the same way I have about City this weekend. But Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But also like you know, like that they, they seemed to be a different team. They were. The first ten minutes, fifteen minutes, I was like, like Oh first, shit. First ten games of the season, they weren't Spurs. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. It wasn't. Were, it wasn't Spurs. Either. They were performing on a different level. They were showing, but I feel like also we kind of got away with one. Uh which one? 
the the first goal. The... No, no, we we got we we got away with it because oh, um, totally. totally. The first the first fifteen minutes, they absolutely battered us. They were smashing us, and 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 I agree with you. They I... they they could have been two 0 up easily. Like it's it's it, it's like centimeters, not even inches. It's centimeters, centimeters for that song goal. That song goal. He was ju- just ahead. Yeah. And and, and Johnson on, just. on the left side. I I was not familiar with his game, but uh, that that guy is a baller too. Yeah. It it could have been yeah, bad. Yeah. Hundred percent. But it, it, we stopped their momentum with that first offsides goal. Now, mind you, we got two offside goals as well. We had that. Well, the first one was mm-hmm. Sterling's handball, and then yeah. the, the second one I guess was Caicedo's goal, which. Uh, I guess Nick jo- Nicholas, Nico Jackson was uh, offside, but <laughs> that was that was the biggest joke I've ever seen. So, so like, as a as a Chelsea fan, where are where do you stand with Nico Jackson right now? Right now, I think you should be because because we spent eighty million, well, seventy million on Lavia. 115 on Caicedo and 106 on Enzo. Yes. But controlling the midfield doesn't win you games. A hundred percent. Why did we spend why did we why did we only spend thirty million on a striker who's gonna be first choice every every game because we don't have another striker with Lukaku leaving? Who who's also been just who's also only been a professional for three years. Mm. He's brand new. Hundred percent. Why? Why not just leave that? Leave that seventy million for Lavia, and just spend like if you put the thirty million from Jackson with the seventy million for Lavia in together, you get a hundred mil. Yeah. Just put that in on a striker. Put that you, in shit. You spend a hundred mil on a striker, you get a better striker than Nicholas Jackson. That is probably the worst, the worst Premier League hat trick of all time. <laughs> and again, like, I actually, I actually <laughs> like Nick Jackson. So you know, I feel for him. I want him to get the confidence. I think when he gets the ball at his feet, especially in the middle of the park, and he turns and he runs past people, it's beautiful to see. He just can't finish right now. But if you can think of, oh yeah, hundred percent. No, I think, I think he, I think he has that potential, but he doesn't have the end product right now to be Chelsea's number one striker. If if you think back to a few years ago under Conte, we had Diego Costa number one. Yes. And then Michi Batshuayi as number two. Number two. Who should I, I think Nicholas Jackson is kind of Michi Batshuayi levels Mi- right now. Yeah. I think he could be a better player than Michi Batshuayi. He's got all the attributes attributes to be better than him. But I think being the leader leader of like leading the line for Chelsea in Premier League games, I think he's too young, he's too raw, and we need someone with a bit more experience of finishing, goal scoring. 100%. To lead the line. 100%. Where are you with Enzo right now? And obviously, we see he was a little hurt even even before the game. Enzo, I think, um, I, I I really think we've been playing him out of position. 
Mm. He should be further up the field. A lot. No, no, I think he should be deeper. Ah, okay. Yeah. Because when, like, you've got, like, we should be playing, like, Gallagher higher, I think. Because Gallagher's doing the box to box, but for for Argentina when Enzo was when Enzo won the World Cup, you had uh, McAllister who was doing the like doing the creative passing. Like he had someone that broke the ball up, and then he was just linking it. And then there was I, I don't know of any of the players apart from Messi, yeah, and yeah, yeah, Alvarez who played for that team. But like I feel like Enzo should be that middle middle player in a three he shouldn't be the like the furthest forward and I feel like Poch has been trying to play him as like almost a 10 at times yeah I it's funny you say that because I get it's he he's not a 10 agree with you he's kind of in that same vein as like a a Ruben Loftus or like a Pogba I've not you know what I mean like it's almost like you can only play him in that that midfield three where he's not necessarily the deepest player, maybe we will have again like a Caicedo holding, but um, you know he's also not a ten like you said. He 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 kind of box to box. He can be creative. I mean, he showed he could shoot at the World Cup. He hasn't shown me one time this year that that same yeah, shooting, no. shooting ability. In a, in a Chelsea shirt, he's not shown that at all. He's not shown that at all. So Gallagher is tough for me, bro. I I think he's had a great season. I think he's a good player, but he's oh. he is a middle of the table oh. master for me. I think he was great at Crystal Palace when we he out, we were out on loan. Um, but I'm I'm waiting for you know obviously we're all waiting for Nkunku to come in. Um, but I just mm. I just don't know. I, I think Gallagher is a nice um, come off the bench. You know, come work hard. Yeah, Gallagher gives me like James Milner oh, oh. vibes. If I was to say to you, who would you rather have in a midfield three? Who's going to give you more? Kai Havertz, Mason Mount, or Conor Gallagher? Who would you pick? I so I I gotta be honest. I'm very biased. I'm very sweet on Mason Mount, man. Just I think he's a dead Why? ball. I think he's a dead ball specialist. I think he gives you how many goals did we see Mason Mount pull out of nothing from outside the box or from a one touch volley? Or something like that. Having that kind of just that threat on the field, and 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 mixing that with his work rate because he does have a work rate. Now again, like you said, I mean, I know I know your feelings. He does disappear, but it. But Gallagher, if Gallagher gets the ball at the top of the box, I have zero confidence that he can just swing his leg and it possibly could go in. With Mason Mount, it's like. Can shit. you not remember that? Can you not remember the goal he scored against Crystal Palace last season? I, bro, that was like one in a million. I mean, I can remember three Mason Mount goals in the Champions League, where you know where he was the uh, only maybe, one. maybe, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just like a bit. I'm still hurt. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm hurt, and and honestly, Mason's got what he's he's got what came to him being you know sitting on that team. Yeah, he, being with the Red Devils, 100%. he's really in hell right so, now for sure. Yeah, like wow. Like last week, I was obviously here and watched uh, Man United against Newcastle when they got slapped up at Old Trafford. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I was I was so happy watching that game and then watching the highlights of Arsenal against West Ham when they got slapped up against West Ham. Yeah. And being like, oh, 
Okay, so I'm looking on I'm looking on Twitter or X and seeing all my all Man United fans complaining about Mason Mount and all of the Arsenal fans complaining against against Kai Havertz, and I was like, I told you, I told you, told you so. Yeah, I, I told you. Yeah. I, I don't know what Mason was thinking. I think Mason just wanted more money. I, I think he wanted people to have confidence in him. So I, I, I kind of feel for him, but I also think he was holding out for something um, he hadn't quite earned yet. Kai Havertz, uh, I will always appreciate him for the uh, Champions League goal he, yeah. he scored for us, but that's about it. Um, you know, obviously we've, yeah. we've seen how he's I think, I think I think the only thing, the only thing I'll, the only thing that I appreciate Mason Mount for is also that goal? Mm, yes, yes. Is that that pass to Kai? He passed it to Kai. It was those two. Three. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, yeah, we've had we've had better players come through the academy. We've had worse players come through the academy, but we've never had a player who's outright led the team captained the team no and then decided that he wants more money go right. to a rival I told I totally agree with that and that is like a tough pill to swallow because all, all of that class and even though again it, it was tough for them you know the Tammy Abrahams the uh you know the Rubens the the you know Mason Reese all those boys I you know I loved them when when they first came up through the one that, the one that a lot of people forget is Tamori Yes, Fikayo, for sure. My my God, how much money that guy would be worth. A hundred percent. If we could just keep him. And what's the difference between a Wesley Fofana and a Tamori right now? Outside of the yeah, fact we, that we Wesley's not we playing. We should have kept Tamori over Fofana. hundred like, percent. Why sign Fofana over Tamori? Why sign... I mean, um, why re-sign um, Lukaku over keeping... Tommy Abraham. Yeah, 100%. The Lukaku but, thing is still... There is a lot of... Lukaku hurts me, man. The Lukaku one really hurts me. I, you know, I, I looked up to him as a, as, as a player. I was really excited when he decided to come back to Chelsea. Um, you know, and again, I, I was a big fan of Tuchel too. So, you know, you just got to figure it out, man. You're the, you're the star striker. Just figure it out, whatever you do. Um, but it's yeah. crazy how that happened. Well, yeah, bro, we got we got city we got city Chelsea. You got any uh, predictions this weekend? They always they always be us. <laughs> except for the except for twenty twenty uh, uh, twenty twenty one when uh, when we yeah. we beat them in what three finals, two finals and 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 the was league it, game. Was it, uh, was it no that. That goal. I'm think. I'm thinking of Pulisic goal when he like slid on his knees when there was no fans there and was like, "Let's fucking go!" In the most American accent. Let's and go. The cameras picked it up. Yeah, <laughs> picked it up, and all of all of the English fans on Twitter were like, "This is the most American man I've ever heard in my life." Oh, yeah. But uh, no, that wasn't against them. I swear that was against Liverpool. But um, I just think. I, I think sounds like you're hoping for a draw, bro. That's we've been, we've been, we've been better against the the like top teams. 
like if you think about it, like we've played we play well. Liverpool through one one. Yep. We've played Arsenal through two teams. Should have beat them, but we should have won that game by the sure. way. And I, sure. I wasn't able to talk to you about that, but we should have won that game. hundred percent should have won that. Game. <laughs> and then and then we beat Spurs in the most weird circumstances of any football game ever. Right. But also, if you look at it, we drew one one with uh, Bournemouth. We got beat at home by Forest. Man. So this game, this game against I know they, I know Man City have only played young boys, but they did put on a pretty strong side. So they've had a midweek game. We played forty minutes against nine men. <laughs> Even though Spurs. Spurs look, Spurs look in like Spurs looked incredible with ten men and then with nine men. They did. They were pressing us, and I was even in that game. I was like, I was like, what, what is going on here? I was like, how, how are they seeming to like be over, like overpowering our press when they've only got nine men? But then, like that high press, they've come to bite them on. Oh yeah, they, the they, they totally um, gassed out. Yeah, you know, it was, it was a matter of time. But, but like they were like. <laughs> but if that if that Eric Dyer chance is onside, like it's a it's it's we we look like we look like absolute mugs, and they go home with the two two probably because they so. hit the I ball so. and we don't have anyone hit the ball from outside the box. But coming this Sunday, Sunday, <sighs> look. We defend well against all of the top teams, so I, I you know, I'm not, I'm yeah. not so scared of Holland going crazy on us. I don't think Holland really does well against big defensive teams anyway. Um, but I do think yeah. that we're gonna, we're gonna. I think that we have a composure problem, and it showed when we were playing against nine men. You know, had they not gassed out, yeah. we would have not scored on them. But like, all it took was a yeah. bit of composure to kind of understand the high line and break the high line with all of the speed we have yeah, yeah, yeah. so so for sure I, I get you on that note but yeah i i, I agree with you it, there, there's no real good good way to to predict this other than you know i think we're both hopeful chelsea fans hopefully we have a good yeah. showing that's my biggest thing you know regardless i of, think i think as well i, I love tiago silva and he's incredible yes sir it's gonna to be tough. But as I, I think against Haaland, we need to play Desati and Badishile. I agree. I agree. Now Badishile is is just coming back from injury, so I, I I'm curious uh, how well he'll do. He played. He played against. He played against uh, Blackburn. Yeah, he did. Scored. Scored. And then we rested him against. So that gives him another week. I think that playing those two very physical, rather than a player who's going to try and actually like read the game like Thiago Silva does, and I think you just need. I, I, I honestly think you just need brute force against Holland. I I, I, I agree with game. you, and Dizasi gives that, but Dizasi's composure bothers me, bro. It really does, and 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 so to that, and this will be my last question for you. You don't see Levy Colwell fitting somewhere in there, like I I I agree with you with the Thiago Silva part too. I don't think, even though his interception game and his reading the game is on another level, 
I don't think it's going to be that kind yeah, of yeah. game against City. Uh, we need to kind of rough them up again. Yeah. But I, I, I had been up until honestly the Spurs game had been impressed with Levy. Also, kind of playing out of position. He's not really a left back. Um, can play there, obviously. But you know, would you see a, a world where we maybe throw Mallow on the left or a Cucurella, even though that doesn't sound amazing, um, and then put Levy in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> It's not I understand happening. what you're saying. Um, it's not happening. That's maybe, yeah. maybe because I would trust Colwell over Desati, but also, like, I'm trying to think of it like logically and how the season's been. Yeah. But apparently, Pochettino doesn't see Colwell as a centre half. Yeah. For yeah. some reason, even though he is a centre half in every other. And and has played Games well. Ever played in his life until Pochettino came in. Of course. Um, I would I would love to see a a partnership of Colwell and Bashile and see how that goes. Yeah. But I also think that that is that's a bit risky against City. <laughs> that is an experience. Desati and Bashile played played with each other at Monaco. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's that's too much of an experiment and, to go. To, to, to go against City for sure. Yeah. Maybe maybe in the Carabao And they've got, they've got a bit of an understanding and they're both French, so I'm like, yeah. Yeah, they could figure it out. Okay. Wait, one, one more question. Um, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a prediction. Okay. For Sunday's game. I'm going to say 2-1 Chelsea. 2-1 Chelsea. Let's go. Up the blues. Uh, I'm gonna... Cole Palmer is too good. Cole Palmer is too good. Uh, Against them again. Cole Palmer. Like, I, think, I think he tears them up. He's, he's going he's gonna to do really well. I, 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 one more question with that prediction. We, uh, again, we had Nick Jackson score a hat trick in the, in, uh, this weekend. Is he starting? Because, again, we've played our best ball when actually he started on the bench. And and that would would be against when we played Arsenal, and Arsenal have that same kind of style that City kind of have. Do you start Nick um, Jackson? I <laughs> no, yeah. I start with Cole Palmer as a false nine. Cole Palmer, false nine, put some speed on the wings, and and Sterling and and whomever on the right. I I'd actually like to see Noni Mudueke get a get a run. Maybe not start, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'd like to see. I'd like to see. Matawake on one side and still on the other on the side. Left. That's how I play in FIFA. So obviously, you know, we we have we we great minds think alike, brother. Great minds and great first names. We're here. Cool, man. I'm getting I'm getting FIFA in like well, FC whatever. FC I'm getting it in a couple of weeks. Get, well, I'll have to add you. And get then that game. Play. Add me. You know me. I'm at Eat Pray Ball. We'll we'll do that. We, uh, we got a FIFA tournament that I'm organizing. That's coming up soon for everybody in the chat, everybody on, on, on TikTok now. That's coming soon. Look out for that. And, again, my Liverpool vlog just cool. dropped tonight. Make sure you follow. Uh, make sure you go to YouTube.com slash at symbol Eat, Pray, Ball, and uh, you'll, you'll see that tonight. 
Matthew, Matthew Hankinson. I appreciate it, Maddie. I appreciate you coming on. Please come back. No home. problem, man. Um, I'm, I'm sure we'll have Please. a lot to talk I will about. Do. Maybe, maybe on maybe on Sunday if we beat City. On Sunday if we beat City, we will we will be live again. <laughs> all, all my TikTok yeah. folk, all, honestly, all of my social media folk. I do these live streams. They're very fun. We talk a lot of shit. Come holler at me. I'm only doing them on TikTok. I'm gonna probably transition it to YouTube soon, but that's what we're doing. All right, Maddie. I will uh, get some sleep. I know it's almost Sweet, 4, 4 a.m. there. I will talk to you, all right? Yeah, man. All right, bro. All right. Bye, man. Later. See you later. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the boy, Maddie Hankinson. Uh, good, good, great guy uh, who got to show me, showed me around um, uh, Newcastle. Um, I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, this was this was a short one turned long one. I that that was fun. I want to do more calls. Uh, so for the future, TikTok. If any of you guys are around, hit me up. Send me uh, your number in in a DM or in the chat. Not in the chat. Send me a DM or something. Um, I'll I'll get something better set up so we can get more uh, more uh, engagement, more input. Because I like that. I like. I want to hear what you guys got to say. Um, Otherwise, I appreciate y'all. Y'all keep tuning in. Keep it locked. I got a lot of fun stuff coming out on socials and on the YouTube. It is the EPB podcast, Ball Around the World. We were really around the world. We were talking to Maddie all the way through New in Newcastle. Um, I will holler at y'all. When? When? When are we? When are we gonna? When are we gonna be there? We'll be there Sunday. I don't know what's going on. We'll be there Sunday uh, for the game. Make sure you keep it locked. It's the EPB Podcast. I'll let y'all later.